0: Welcome to Our Shoreline Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at EDASCC.com.
1: Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline Your Horizon podcast. I'm excited to have a great conversation today about how the health of our local population plays a vital role in economic outcomes and building a stronger regional economy. Today, my guest is Joes Couture, who is the CEO of Lake Huron Medical Center, which is one of the great hospitals we have in our region. Welcome, Joes, and thanks for
0: joining me on the podcast today. Good morning, Dan. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of this podcast.
1: Absolutely. Economic prosperity is linked to the health of the community, and there are many indicators of this from the number of people with incidences of cancer, drug addictions, obesity, among others. Every five years, we conduct a health assessment of the community, which is a really important benchmark for where we actually are at that given time. And it helps to determine where we are making improvements or getting worse. And also, and most importantly, how to allocate our resources as a community. We've just completed that assessment, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are about the importance of understanding our current condition and where we need to make improvements.
0: Dan, I think that's a great question, especially from from a healthcare perspective. Um, I had an opportunity to review the last uh, uh, community health assessment. I think the focus of that health assessment is that what is some of the major chronic disease conditions which is prevalent in our community i think if you look at from that perspective we all know that diabetes is one of the major chronic diseases then heart conditions as well as cancer then also copd breathing issues related to smoking those kind of things are actually very prevalent in our community so when you look at from a community action plan or what do we need to do about these major chronic disease conditions I think you know healthcare providers, as well as business, as well as community members have a role in it. So um, we have seen studies over studies and things like that. I um, mean, if you look at from a perspective of managing chronic diseases, that cost, especially towards the end of the life or something like that, to a lot of money. And I have seen a study, 90% of our healthcare expenses are uh, uh, go- going towards managing chronic diseases as well as mental health. So, if we can have a way to manage these chronic diseases, kind of things, I think that will also not only reduce our healthcare expenditure, at the same time, we will have a viable employee pool. As you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure in our discussions we will be talking about some of those things, issues related with uh, chronic diseases, which is actually you know, prevalent in our community, how does it affect our community members, our businesses and other areas as well. So definitely there is opportunities for us to, um, I mean, I think from a, when we look at the community health assessment, that's an objective way of looking at this and making some actions based on that. I think, I mean, I I will definitely uh, encourage, you know, not only our healthcare providers in the community, but also making sure that our business community is also supporting that. I'm glad to see that EDA, I mean, this is a unconventional topic we actually discuss in a, from an EDA perspective. But again, I think it is a relevant you know, topic to be discussed and uh, uh, let's talk a little bit more about it.
1: Yeah, so if I could summarize it a little different way, the more money that people are, and businesses are spending on healthcare is less money that goes towards the bottom line or towards them having a better quality of life in other respects. So, that is why we say it's an indicator of economic prosperity. That's correct, yeah.
0: And, you know, especially when, uh, when people choose a location for a job or employers look at it, they look at all those things. What is the average cost of healthcare in that community? What is the average cost of, you know, living in the community? What is the average cost of, you know, cost of living? All those things, they consider that. I mean, especially some of the major companies, they have the information about the what is the healthcare expenditure in that particular community and what are we doing about it kind of things. So those are indicators for employers, major employers to come to a community sure. for sure.
1: So we're going to circle back to this conversation in just a moment, but yeah. before we do, I wanted to give our audience a chance to learn a little bit more about you. So can you share some of your background
0: with us? Absolutely. Yes. This always make me uh, go back to my humble backgrounds. You know, I started as a physical therapist, and uh, you know, one of the good things is that I have real strong upbringing from my parents who are both educators. They were all both teachers, and actually they instilled in our, all our kids, we are eight of us in our family, and we, they instilled them as the importance of education. And also from beginning itself, they always said, you, know, you can achieve anything you want, and they, we always quoted a you know, quotation saying, hard work is the key to success kind of thing. So that actually kind of um, you know, resonated in my life. Um, you know, 40 years back, I came to United States from India. Uh, I had my basic education, but again, I worked as a physical therapist here. Initially, I worked in Detroit Medical Center for about nine years there. And there I got an opportunity to be a supervisor. Uh, so whenever I start a job, I always look at you know uh, how can I get to what my supervisor or my boss does? That is always my interest to learn how that person does the job. So this was always interesting to me, and uh, I learned from the, my boss or my supervisors how do they do their job. Then, in a good way, I want to get to their position. That was always my aspiration kind of thing so when I started there, I worked as a therapist for several years. After that, I wanted to become a supervisor. So I went to my boss and say, how do I become my supervisor? You know, and then she told me about what are some of the things what I have to do. So when the first opportunity came, I applied for this position, but I didn't get it. So then I thought, hey, you know, uh, I thought I may, I meet all the qualifications, but there is something missing. So I went back to the, my manager or the supervisor or the manager, hiring manager and asked her, what are some of the things I need to do to get, to that, get that position? So give me a list of things, what I need to do. So I did all those things. Then when the next opportunity came, I went back again to apply and I interviewed, but still I didn't get that position. So I ab- tried, ab- then I went back to the, my manager and say, what else do I need to do? So she created another list for me. So they, I went back about three times to do this. Finally, I got the position. From there, that was a really a opportunity. Then I felt that, hey, um, you know, I I got to in order for me to improve myself. I didn't have all the skills to be a manager or a supervisor, but I am a, a you know very strong leader. You know, I want to become a very strong leader. In order to do that, I started reading about it. You know, I started attending some of the conferences. I learned. You know, I worked very hard to learn about those technical leadership skills and uh, supervising management techniques and things like that. So I kind of worked hard to get to that. So that kind of goes back to my dad telling me that hard work is the key. You cannot actually get to that point if you don't actually put your time and effort into that. So that is exactly what I did. So then I have been the you know director for some time at the DMC. Then I moved around to uh, University of Michigan as their uh, director for all the rehab services. Then I came to Beaumont. So at Beaumont, I got the opportunity to be a vice president of operations for one of their sites. So I was there, comfortable, you know, one of my tactics I always learned from one of, the, one of the leadership programs is that you got to create a team of people who can actually do their job independently and who do you trust and who, who are actually empowered to do what is right for them. So always my strategy is to create a team and teach them how to do the tactics, You know, how to do the operation side of things and empower them to be there. So then once they have a team, we have a team of people then I don't need to do anything else. So they will be able to do that. I just have to encourage them, monitor them, and empower them to do the task and things like that too. That is exactly what I always did that. So then when I was, uh, oh, I was the vice president at uh, Beaumont, uh, I got this opportunity to be the CEO at Lake Huron Medical Center. Uh, so when I looked at that, you know, it's, it is different, it is a unique opportunity to be the CEO. I never imagined that I will be a CEO at some place or something like that, but I got this opportunity. So I moved to St. Clair County and I actually become a part of the county and were part of the team. And I think the, the community members were very welcoming and uh, I become a part of the EDA. I get to uh, meet some of the leaders in our community and, uh, you know, connected with the community members. So I saw that there is opportunities here to build the, a program which is actually making it viable for the community, making it, uh, uh, making it as a major service to the community. So, so that was my passion to, you know, uh, work with the community and make a difference to this community. I always strongly believe that we need to bring, you know, services to this community. Healthcare, I don't want to say it is a right, but it is a right. Healthcare, we need to bring healthcare to all community members just because they are in St. Clair County that doesn't mean that they don't actually get the best care at the right time at the right place kind of thing so i believe strongly believe that so my work for the last several years have been focused on bringing in specialty care to St. Clair County and i think to an extent we have been successful in doing that we have recruited one of the you know re- major uh, radiation oncologists to the community several uh, surgeons we are actually we have already a new surgeon coming to our community there are other specialists who we have in discussions with them and bringing it to this community so that way we, we have excellent care for our community members so that's what we have been working and i i'm am, am very excited to be a part of this community and i think this community has been uh, you know as i mentioned earlier uh, helping me out you know to to make this uh, lakeron medical center a successful program in the community
1: and so your message about hard work and perseverance is really, it's a, it's a great one for the younger generation, absolutely, uh, right, who are just trying to start out, build their career and so forth. But those are some of the key things you need to do. And also ask and listen. Yes. And that's what you did. You, you asked, well, where are my shortcomings? Yeah. What do I need to do to advance myself? And, yeah. and that's what led to success. So that's a great message. I also appreciated some of your comments about bringing in expertise into the area because That brings us back to our topic of the health of the community and trying to address some of the challenges that we have in certain areas. So with that in mind, what do you see as being some of those big challenges that we need to address through this health assessment and also through our programs and resources?
0: So, um, Diane, I think one of the things what we need to focus is that, you know, if you are really serious about, you know, health of our community, we need to identify, we have identified chronic, diabetic is a chronic disease, heart disease, you know, uh, cancer, and, uh, you know, uh, COPD, you know, that's uh, um, issues related to uh, pulmonary kind of diseases and things like that too. So we need to have, you know, because we realize these are some of the major disease we need to address. We need to have focused program. That is one of the reasons actually Lake Huron is committed to, you know, um, creating specialty programs to address those kind of chronic diseases. That we, for example, we have a diabetic program uh, led by Dr. Bala in our North End, which we are actually seeing a lot more patients coming to that. And I mean, they have excellent program. I think you, they use the advanced technologies for the patients to monitor themselves for their um, activities of sugar intake and glucose levels and things like. Which they are empowered. The patient. Then we empower the patients to manage those kind of things. That is one of the excellent program. I think we have a huge waiting list. But then we have added staff to manage. Them. We also have a diabetic teaching program where we teach our patients to how do they manage those programs and things like that. Similarly, we have an excellent pro- Our cardiology associates in the community are actually taking care of our community members in the cardiac care. We have that program here. Then we also have the cancer program. So we have actually brought an excellent uh, radiation oncologist from Seattle, Washington to here Dr. Parikh, who is actually, you know, recognized in their community as an excellent radiation oncologist to be in this community and taking care. So we are actually bringing in world-class cancer care to our community. So that is one of the things we are actually doing. So we address these kind of, then we have to manage the, you know, COPD kind of chronic lung diseases kind of. We have pulmonologists in our community who is managing those kind So we need to have focused program to address. Otherwise it's not going to go away. Don't assume that, well, you know, after some time it's going to disappear. No, it is not. So then we also need to have, I think that is where the businesses and EDA comes to picture that. How do we prevent these things from happening to the future kind of thing? We can manage those things. Disease management is one of them. So, but how do we create a a younger generation or, or a generation of people who can manage their lifestyle? Who can actually take care of those things in the in the beginning itself? So that's probably what we need to look at: is that how do we have uh, employers supporting us in terms of or supporting their employees to you know having smoking cessation program, exercise program to manage their you know cardiac kind of issues and related to those kind of things? How do they manage? How do you create a workplace environment where we have screening programs for? Um, you know, heart diseases or right. cancer programs and things That's where those kind of opportunities come in. So we have to create that. And it also, we can work with school systems to create that. How do we, you know, instill good health behaviors into our children? So that way, you know, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, we have a healthier kind of community members. That's what we need to look at that.
1: Well, you've been an easy guest to interview. I asked one question and you just go for 15 minutes and And tell everybody everything they need to know. (laughs) I think there's more to talk about. There's a lot more to talk about with this issue. We we haven't really touched on what employers can do in the region to establish programs that can help their workforce become healthier. Which obviously it benefits them because it leads to greater productivity in the future. So that's um, um, one approach that you know we we could continue to grow. Another one would be the proliferation of like workout facilities yes. so that people have choices that work within their life and their lifestyle. And so that's another area that we could work on. But there's, there's a lot of different things that are involved in um, taking the data that we get out of the health assessment and then making changes to try to address our
0: weaknesses, right? right. That's correct. Uh, you know, I totally agree with that. I think um, if our uh, businesses or major employers are serious about it, if at least they could tackle one issue. For example, let's say we work with an, a business person, business employer, and say that if you could just work on how do can we reduce the cardiac issues in your employee pool, that's one thing. Small steps. We need to look at making small. I, don't, I mean, it will be huge you know, for somebody to take up all those things. Hey, we are going to do all those. I, I don't think that is going to be happening or it probably the success rate might be much lesser if you can do, if you, if you are going to tackle those kind of issues. So if we can actually, from an EDA perspective or from, or we come together as EDA and healthcare providers and businesses coming together and say, okay, somebody will take up the cardiac issues, somebody will take up the diabetic issues. and Just one idea and say that, how do we tackle that in your employee pool? That might be a, a better way i mean that will be a model for our so many other communities around us to say that how are we tackling these healthcare issues in our communities so that might be something we may so for example you know one of the things we have been encouraging our staff to do is that because healthcare we have you know lot more uh, women employees in that so we actually encouraged our staff to say hey we are actually offering mammography to all our employees free of charge in october you know so they could actually Make sure that you get a mammography every two years or something like that. You know there are recommendations for those things and things like that. So that is a preventative kind of a measure to do that. Similarly, recently we have been offering that calcium scoring program for our any employees or anybody who wants to do that. So the, if the if the supervisors or or your manager tells you, hey Dan, go take your calcium scoring kind of a program, that cut down on your risk for cardiac disease, or at least we know that somebody has a cardiac issue. So that way you can tackle the issue rather than one fine morning, you know, you drop or somebody, you know, have a cardiac incident or something like that too. So those are some of the things I think if we can work with employers to say that at least increase the awareness among that because there are screening programs that that, a lot of them are covered in your insurance. Some of them are, we, we actually, from a hospital perspective, we are actually uh, just doing it for the cost. So, that way, we want to encourage people to do it. For example, the calcium scoring, our foundation, People's uh, Clinic Foundation, is actually supporting us to do about 100 of them free of charge. Then the other one is about $75. That's, you know, once you, I mean, that's a cost of when you go out to eat or something like that, too. Right. So, these are kind of things we, if we can encourage this in our community uh, with partnership with the businesses. I think that will be a great. Program we can you know encourage our communities to come up to and well, uh, look at that.
1: I think we need to talk to our EDA board about that. And That's right. <laughs> how do we get that message out to our yeah. companies?
0: And again, I think we, we, for example, we have three major healthcare providers in the community: McLaren, Lakeuron Medical Center, and Traverse I think they will be open to these kind of ideas, and sure. we could come up with these kind of things because we are not only taking care of our uh, when they are sick, we are also interested in managing their health and prevent healthcare prevent from having these kind of major issues like that, too. We're
1: going to have to continue talking about this in the yet, future. Yet, yeah, yeah. Joe, first, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. I also want to thank you and your team at Lake Huron Medical for the great work you do in the community. It's absolutely essential. And your team has always been so professional and helpful. My mom also used to work at that <laughs> okay, hospital. Okay, so, that's correct. Anyway, thank you again for being on the podcast. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Dan. I think it is a great opportunity. I also want to mention that you know that we have a great team of people who works on a regular basis our physicians our nurses our therapists and all our support staff actually you know talk about the mission of the hospital providing compassionate quality and safe care for our patients who come to us that is one of the reasons we have been recognized as one of the top 100 hospitals in the country and also we have maintained our five star rating from medicare for the last 3 years So this is huge for us. I think it is a testament to the the teamwork we do and the employees and the physicians who work with us kind of to to make it happen. Again, thank you for this opportunity. I enjoyed talking to you. We will have more stuff to talk about in the near future.
1: We absolutely will. Thank you again. Thank you. So I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find our shoreline, Your Horizon, on your favorite podcast app.